It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? It is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake. Come of all things, Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here. And tonight, Rockets fall to the Miami Heat. Final score, 123-106. But I have a feeling that tonight's not going to be as somber as some of our episodes have been lately uh, i think we're kind of still living off the high of the of the grizzlies win but there was also a lot of a lot of things to like in tonight's game against miami the rockets played really well in the first half for about 20 ish minutes and then the game kind of got out of their hands but i can't talk about this game alone i've got to bring my co-pilot up here mr michael brown mike Obviously not the result you wanted to see, but you did see some things that are not not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, it's great to have you back. Um, it's not wow. last we've been together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. It wasn't last night. You know, last night the vibes were immaculate. 
Um, but the first half, man, I mean, Jalen Green started to cook a little bit. I do have to give props to Miami. Miami can win the title this year. That is a damn good basketball team. Mm-hmm. They were, I think, three games <sighs> ahead in first place. Uh, they were three games ahead in the first place in the East coming into tonight, I think. And now I believe they're three and a half. I mean, Spolstra, I don't feel like it's enough love for the type of coach that he is. They've got Adebayo. They've got Butler. They've got Hero. They've got Lowry. They've got if Oladipo gives them anything, that's a massive bump for them. You've got uh, P.J. Tucker. You've got Duncan Robinson. I mean, good They God, can beat dude. you in a lot of different ways. Oh. And tonight, though they won from Tyro's 31 oh. off the bench. And he's averaging over 20 points a game. He is the leading scorer in terms of bench players in the league, probably the sixth man of the year, if if we're being honest with ourselves. And, uh, you know, so they had him, Jimmy Butler, 21. Bam out of bio, 18 and 10. PJ, our good old friend, PJ, 11 and 12. So it's – there's – it's a really a pick your poison kind of team and you got to get a little bit lucky and the Rockets were lucky at one point, but not lucky throughout the night. Yeah. And that, the, the end of that second quarter, I mean, Tyler hero was what, I don't know what you would describe as the level after or the level above on fire. He couldn't miss. Um, he's a special player, man. And they just, they've got everything you want on that roster. You know, I mean, in your opinion, do you think they're coming out of the East? If you had to pick a team right now to come out of the East, who would you pick? Jeremy? Sorry, Mike. I'm hearing like every third or fourth word because I've got we got a storm here in, in Orlando. But uh, okay. I, I heard every I, I turn on my I turn off my Wi-Fi and I'm on the 5G's now. So hopefully okay. that'll, that'll help yeah. out. But I was just asking who you think is comes out of the East, because my opinion it's either Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or Miami. So I think it's a three-horse race, maybe Chicago, if they can get healthy. But after what I saw tonight, I'm going to have a really hard time picking against Miami. Miami's the one team nobody wants to face. No. Defensively, they, defensively they are extremely sound. Uh, but also, they, I, to me, the champs are the champs until proven otherwise. So sure. Milwaukee is probably my favorite at this point. But also... Philly with Harden and Embiid is a team that's really hard to pick against. I'd yeah. say those three teams and Phoenix have the best chance of winning the title this year. I think the Eastern Conference playoffs just a gauntlet, an absolute I, gauntlet. I think it's a gauntlet, yes. And I just I think it's gonna just be can't miss TV. You know, like if Brooklyn finds a way to sneak into the yeah. playoffs and Brooklyn Philadelphia first round. You got the possibility of the four teams I just Ooh. mentioned. Uh, the top quality. Oh my god! I mean the West. Like I feel like the West is going to be the complete opposite yeah. of that. I don't feel like the West is going to be can't miss television. The East, though, I feel like is going to be just awesome with a capital yeah. A. And we'll talk about the play a lot more in about a month from now when there isn't any Rockets basketball because we are a Rockets yes. podcast. Let's get back to the Rockets. And we've got a guest speaker request from uh, Dream Shake contributor Zeke Nwanga. Oh. He's on the pod with us, friend of the show for a while. Zeke, what's up, my what's guy? What's up, guys? What's up, Zeke? How's, 
<laughs> you know, uh, this is this is fun. This I haven't been here in a long time, so you know, yeah, you know, you've been, run, you've been you've been you've been running those Twitter spaces. I know, right? But you, you know, came, you came over to the you came over to home. You came home tonight. So yeah, what, I came what, home. What's going I came on home. What what you got to drop? Okay, so um, it's time for me to bring some of that stuff from um, from Twitter Spaces. So before I go forward, how's the vibes? Oh, uh, well, you know they're not I'm last not as night. Zeke. as last night. Yeah. Uh, I would I would rate it a solid six and a half, though. I mean, tonight wasn't bad. You know, I feel like there was enough positives tonight to still ride the high from last night. No, for sure, for sure. Um, so like my takeaway is that like. What we did in the first half was pretty amazing considering the fact of like, this is Miami, right? This is Miami. They are the fifth best defense in the NBA. In the past two weeks, they've been ranked sixth along with the fact of them ranking sixth in offense. Like, this is the team to show and prove, right? I remember Ryan Holland said to me one time that uh, when you're a bad team and you go against elite teams, it's almost like the roles reverse, right? The hunters become it's like hunted. JV versus varsity, and that showed up tonight. It's like JV versus varsity, honestly. And JV was getting, JV was up, JV was up thirteen on on varsity, uh, but then varsity started getting hot, specifically Tyler Hero, and and Jimmy Butler. And, Jimmy Butler. and at that point, you know, when a team like that gets hot, when they heat up, it's really hard to cool them down. Yeah, I mean, when do you see a 21-point quarter from from a six-man? Tonight. You don't see that. Tonight. That's it, though. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so, like, you know, shout-out Tyler Hero, but also shout-out uh, Jimmy Butler for providing that leadership. Tom Ball's own Jimmy Butler. Tom Ball's do own. not call him Houston's own because he will get upset with you and try and fight you in the hallway of the locker room if you – who cares? That's North Houston. No, not according to Jimmy Butler. Just want that out there. That that's, I, Tom that, Ball Zone. That's ah uh, no, that's North Houston. <laughs> it takes him an hour to get to the city. I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. I let's do talk like about. Yeah, let's talk about Jalen tonight, though. Let's mm. talk about Jalen tonight. Yeah, for sure. Because because what Jalen did in that first quarter was he he did he did his best Christian Wood impression, in my opinion. He balled out in the first quarter and then cooled off the rest of the game. Christian Wood didn't come play tonight, so someone had to go play Christian Wood, and that was Jalen Green. That being said, though, his 20 points was a pretty strong contribution to the team tonight. I mean, it was strong, but after the first quarter, he just fizzled out, man. Mm -hmm. You got a little bit in the second quarter. The thing about Jalen Green is he's got to get stronger. That's the that's the biggest thing for me this offseason. His jump shot has dramatically improved since the beginning of the year, but he's got to put on 15 to 20 pounds of strength because he got bodied enough tonight for it to be a concern. But they're also, I mean, they're tired, man. I mean, they are they were dogging it the second half, and I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, they, they were playing shorthanded and yeah. second night of a back-to-back. Not only that, but they had to fly to the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Lost an hour. Yep. So, like, they were playing two games basically within 24 hours. 
it was it, like they had a difficult task on their hands and a lot was stacked against them. Uh, but I think what happened was they took that momentum from last night and they kind of applied it into the first, uh, especially in the first quarter. And I guess the second half or the first half as well. But uh, ultimately, Miami kind of caught them at a weakness and, and eventually took over. I mean, when it comes to Jalen, I, I think you're looking at more consistency. But like he's shown enough progress to me in the last, you know, two weeks that I can excuse it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Zeke? Yeah, yeah for sure. I can definitely. I could definitely excuse it. I mean, for me, it's just like um, Jalen Green is a young player. And, you know, a young player, usually what they need is, like, consistent reps, right? And what happened was that, like, he started off hot. but And he scored 14. He scored four threes he, and got a layup. Like, that was, was it a layup? I don't remember. But the point is he scored 14 points, right? Mm-hmm. And, um... The thing is, is like usually you write the hot hand, but you could not do that because he played a game last night. And, um, you know, he sat down for a couple of minutes, rightfully so. And then, you know, he came back in. And usually when you're when you, you know, lose that hot hand and you come back and it feels like a fish out of, you know, you, you feel disjointed. And we saw that, you know what I mean? So it's just mm-hmm. like it is what it is. Right. But yeah, I yeah. did like what I saw in the third quarter where he um he literally went and got the ball, right? Like the one play that really stood out to me was him cutting when Sengun was the passer. Mm-hmm. And then he got the ball, he drove in and took he a, did a few times tonight. Shot. Yeah. Like I think I think what happened was honestly like they cuz what it was like a they were only uh they were only down 4 going into the into the second half. So I think what they lacked in that second half was someone like when Kevin Porter got hurt in that second quarter, I feel like Jalen took it upon himself with no wood, no por- like KPJ at not a hundred percent. He took it upon himself to to say, okay, like let me go and try to be that primary guy. And it ultimately just it, it wasn't enough. The Heat were able to defend right through that, and and I think a bunch of these guys, you know, just didn't have enough tonight. I think I think that's why we saw Josh Christopher a lot with the ball. And Josh Christopher had a pretty solid game himself, 16 points off the bench on six of 11 shooting. And I think Josh Christopher took a responsibility himself because he didn't play as many minutes last night as he did tonight, 29 for him. Um, maybe with Kevin, maybe with Scoot coming out, uh, a little hobbled in that second half, maybe that also kind of pushed him in that direction. Also, Dacia Nix had a nice night too, I thought. Uh, some good minutes from him. I'm glad that he got to get some minutes. I yeah, know I was it was because four people couldn't play tonight, but um, you know that was very promising to see from the young guard rotation that the Rockets have. I also think that the biggest key to development for these young guys is consistent minutes. I agree. Which I think that they need to get the rest of the year. And I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. The best thing the Rockets can do to help the development of not only Jalen Green. But Josh Christopher, Deshaun Nix, and Kevin Porter Jr. is bench Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon should not play the rest of the year. There's no, there's no benefit to it. Because if you can go with that four-guard lineup that I just put out there, that's what's going to help these guys get that much better for the rest of the year. 
Christian Wood is not keeping the development back from Jalen Green anymore because he's he's doing it on his own. It's Eric Gordon taking touches and shots away from these guys that will be detrimental to their progress the rest of the year. Yeah, you know, I would say, like, the Rockets have, like, a glut of, uh, of vets, right? And vets are good. Vets help players become professionals, right? When we all enter a job, you always need somebody to show you the ropes and train you, right? So I have no problem with vets. But I think in the case with the Rockets, there are vets here that have a certain specific skill, which is just shooting and scoring and nothing else, right? Yeah. Um, People were afraid what Schroeder would bring to the table. But Schroeder actually came in and embraced being that playmaking threat. I think Schroeder actually has a lot to do with why Jalen's been playing so well. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. Notice when Jalen started getting on this little streak that he's had. It was the Utah, like starting in that Phoenix game, I I think was like kind of when it all started for Jalen. Like, let let me try to pull up his game log since that point and maybe see if we have some kind of correlation to it. Uh, Because I I really do think that there's just something there. And and look, it could be a total coincidence, but let's see. Okay, so that Phoenix game, he played 35 minutes at 17 points. then 21 against the Clippers, 23 against the uh, Magic. He had that rough game against the Clippers where he went 4 of 18 shooting. But since then, 20 points in March, 27 in overtime against the Jazz, 18 in Denver, 24 in Memphis, 24, uh, 29. So in March, he's averaging 22 points per game. If he keeps that up, he'll be the rookie of the month. Yeah, I mean, he should be if the league will get off Josh Giddey's jockstrap. Well, maybe maybe that'll happen this time. Uh, well, maybe, maybe maybe it'll happen this time. But I think I think looking at it like when it comes to Jalen, this is just it's just nice to see. And and it doesn't mean that he can't have bad nights because I I would say that take away that first quarter he had a bad night, and you know go just a week ago against the Clippers he had a bad night. So he's not going to come and kill every game, but. The fact that he's doing it at a consistency where five out of six games that he plays are good and he's shooting above, he's shooting 51% for the month of March so far through five games. That's, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty I'd good. Say. I'd say, pretty I'd good. say that, damn that good. is what you need. That is what you need in your best player. Once the team around him gets better, that's when, that's when it's yeah. scary hours. Well, and his trajectory, Zeke, I mean, and Jeremy, you tell me if, if this is wrong. Go, I watched some old video of the first year of Jason Tatum. Jalen Green is progressing like Jason Tatum did his first year. It's you know, scary how similar they play. I'll say this, right? That's a good person to bring up because, you know, that's the talent that we're looking for. Yep. But I think here's a better comp. I think the way how he's coming along is similar to what we saw last year in Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Kind of slow, but showing flashes. And then the game starts to slow down. And then now you're starting to see the efficiency going up. And then you're starting to see the confidence. And now you're seeing like 20-point games. Did you know this is like the sixth 
straight game that Jalen scored 20 tonight? Well, yeah, yeah the 18. But respectfully, Denver, but yeah, I, I yeah. still count that as 20. Respectfully yeah. to the conversation, though, I'm looking for Jalen Green to be better than Anthony Edwards. I think Green is going to be a better pro than Edwards. Well, the thing but I, is, but I like the trajectory comment that you gave. Z. The thing is about these guys is I agree that the style it looks kind of like Jason Tatum. In, there, there's shades there, and the trajectory feels a lot like Anthony Edwards. But the fact is, I think he's the first Jalen Green. I really um, do think like he's he's we we really can't. I think a lot of like the dialogue on Rockets Twitter lately has been, oh, what is Jalen going to be? Is he going to be this? Is he going to be that? Is he going to be Bradley Beal? Is he going to be better than Bradley Beal? Is he going to be the primary creator? Is he going to be the secondary creator? Who knows? The opportunities are endless at this point, in my opinion, based on what we've seen from him so far. He's shown that he can grow. We just don't know how far that's going to grow. It's fun to be able to speculate and say, oh, maybe it could be like this guy, be like that guy. But I'm going to kind of take the approach here of let's just let Jalen be Jalen and and not compare him to anybody or just kind of let him do his thing. Because also I think what Jalen's trying to create, or at least what the Rockets are trying to create, is unlike most teams, I feel like they're trying to create a team that is just like superior athleticism. And then they'll let the, like, it'll be a team of just straight up hoopers. Like that's, I think what the Rockets are trying to create. And I don't know if that's a winning recipe in the NBA yet, but also like they're planning on becoming a good team in a league that will be very different in four years. So there's going to be this individuality with this Rockets team that I'm I'm starting to feel like I really don't see this Rockets team and I'm like an easy comparison for any of them because you look at Shengun and and we really have never seen like a passing big like Shengun paired with a score like Jalen. And maybe there are comparisons and if people want to bring it up sure, but these guys have the potential to be their own team and whether or not that works or not it will be up to them and the league around them but it's it's just exciting to see this freshness there's a freshness to this team that makes them endearing and that's what's that's what's been their endearing quality all season long even through the losing streaks and all of that the one thing that's kind of kept us locked in is the fact that there is a freshness a newness to this team something that feels different and I want to learn more. I want to know what happens next. And I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like I want to see, I can't wait till Wednesday. We got the Lakers on deck. That's open season, you know, bang, bang. Let's see what happens. But uh, Zeke, uh, I got another speaker, but any last words for the people before we sign off? Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think mostly let's just stand back and, and watch and enjoy the show. Um, you know, the comparison is a thief of joy, so let's not compare. Um, I know it's hard for people to not do that because it's easy. And as for the Lakers, the Lakers game, I can't wait for that. I actually have an article coming out for that, so stay tuned. So, um, yeah, go out to the dreamshake.com for more of that. Thanks, Zeke. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Zeke. Shout out, everybody.
Go Rockets. Take it easy. Go take Rockets. Easy. Uh, that was Jeremy, a pleasant surprise. I didn't think he was going to come. But yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you were talking about with the – it's kind of like the Wild West with this roster a little bit because it's very – they're just a bunch of misfit toys on a lot of teams, but it's it works here. Like they're starting to get it a little bit. And it's yeah. Fun. And the thing is, when they get a really high pick in the draft this season, the the trajectory changes as well. I'm more nervous about the lottery this year than I was last year, and it's not even close. See, I'm not because I'm not because Jalen. I feel like none of the guys that are in this draft are really going to supplant Jalen's status as the number one. Ooh. I feel like the Rockets. I think there's one guy. I'll say this: I. If Jalen Green was in this draft coming up, I would take him over Chet. I would take him over Jabari. I'd take him over Paolo Boncaro. Mm. But let's hear let's hear what everybody Adam says. Uh, maybe he'll talk about that. Maybe he'll say something else. But we need to uh, revisit Adam, that. Poppin' brother, welcome to the Dream Take. Drop your take. What's up, Adam? Thanks for having me. How are, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. Terrible. We lost tonight. What do you think? <laughs> we lost by like twenty tonight. <laughs> I'm right, not worried cool. about Jalen. I'm, good. I'm good now, Adam. I'm a lot. I feel a lot better now that you're here. But feel free to drop your take. Let's see what we got today. I'm not worried about Jalen at all. Like Jalen's gonna be a superstar in this league. I, I just the only thing I really want, I, I Jalen just needs a little bit of kind of the right type of guidance. You know, he needs he needs a, he needs like the co- one of the coaches to be like, hey, you started out four for five from three. You missed your last four or five from three. Hey, drive, 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 get a little, get a few mid-range jumpers, attack the basket. He needs like guidance like that. You know, like there's like just a little bit, some just slight adjustments, but Jalen's going to be good regardless of who the coach is. You know, he's just going to be, he's going to be a superstar regardless. He's going to figure it out. Um, so I, I don't, so I don't, I'll, po- I'll pose the question to you that we kind of posed right before you came on. If Jalen's in this draft and you put the top three with them, who do you take first? <laughs> Jalen, Jabari, Chet, Paolo. Who are you taking first? I think the consensus around the league would probably be Chet, but I, I think Jalen will go second in that draft. If we okay. were just considering kind of who we thought, you know, the the perception of Jalen Green coming into the draft last year. Now, like what what also might hurt him a little bit is he was kind of touted as being like six six coming in. Now he's like six four. They're saying, you know, like that. But yeah, I yeah. think talent wise, I, I I still think he'd be, you know, you know. Possibly number one, but probably more likely number two to Chet. Jabari Smith would be the number one pick and should be the number one pick this year, even if Jalen was in the draft. Jabari, to me, he might be like one of those Kentucky guys where, like, you know, they also, they, you know, the joke is who's the only who's the only person that could keep Jordan under under 20 it was Dean Smith. Right. Like, you don't we don't know how good Jabari Smith is because, you know, he's got a, a bunch of guards that sometimes don't want to pass him the ball. So we don't know what his true potential is. He might be uh, just a monster. Right. But like we see glimpses, you know, you know, his, his shooting is legit. And that, you know, that that's a uh, that's a huge, a huge plus for for a, for a big um and tonight, I, I liked, I liked, you know, Shingun. I, I liked that Shingun was able to stay out of out of foul trouble. Yes, that was big tonight. I, I'm yeah, tougher on guys that like I see a lot more potential, and there are a lot of people that love Shingun, and because they'd be okay if he was playing at this level for the next year, year and a half, I think. But the for thing me, with Shingun, like, I, yeah, 
Go ahead. But I, Sorry I, I see Shingun being a lot. Like I want more from Shingun. Like when you watch a game, when you watch Shingun play, you know, his 30 minutes a night, you know, sometimes you're like, dang, I, I think Shingun got like 15 and eight. If you didn't look at the box score and then you look at the box score, he got like seven and three, you know, but his impact like he scored 13 he, tonight. He scored 13 tonight. Tonight, tonight was great. Yeah, especially but like yeah, you know, yeah. I think he had 11 in the first half, two points the rest of the game. But like that, that's the only that the hit. People, people fall in love with the way he plays. I, I just want to see more a continued kind of impact, kind of on the box score, more scoring, better. You know, obviously, can is a shooting. guy that makes his teammates better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you I, need a guy like that. Like you need like. That to me is like why Shangun is gonna be a long-term guy because he doesn't need the ball in his hands necessarily to be effective, and on top of that, he doesn't need to score to be good. It's similar to Jalen, uh, not Jalen, but similar to Jayshon Tate in that regard. Jayshon Tate can score; he can get you 10, 15 a night, and I feel like Shangun—that's what he's going to be in the NBA. I don't. But I also think that there is a there is a world in which he does kind of break out, but kind of where the Rockets are at this point, considering they are going to get a top pick in the next draft, and chances are they're probably going to go for a big. I'd probably say that Shangun, at least with his career with the Rockets, is going to probably be like a like a solid starter, but he's going to be like the fourth leading scorer on this team. But he's okay. Like, don't get me wrong, fourth leading scorers on teams are going to be like $20 million a year guys. Now look at Mikel Bridges. Like Mikel Bridges just made like $20 million a year. And he, I believe it's Chris Paul, Booker and Aiton all score more than him. So like there's a real role and you can make a hell of a career out of being the fourth best scorer on a team. And like Mikel Bridges does more for that team than just score. So it's like, there's look, Shangun is going to be because he can adapt and help other people play styles. That's why he's going to be in the league for a while. But he also, you've seen the last two nights, the growth that needs to happen with him guarding the big man of this league. And we knew that going into this year, he was going to struggle with that. We knew that right away. Has he been better than I initially thought? Yeah, slightly. But you also see that that's why the pick this year, they have to get it right. Like if they they Chet. If they get Chet and Chet, because I've I, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but I've done more research now about Chet and his defense. I think Chet could be that defensive anchor that the Rockets need. Absolutely, Chet could be. I'm not. I, betting, I, I'm not betting him the number one pick on the draft on it though. Defensive. Here's my thing about the three guys. Chet is my pick at this point because defensively he is superior out of the three, and I think he has the highest ceiling. Yeah, that's what that's why I'd go Chet at this point, and I do think there's a world where Chet Shengun can share can share a front court, so, and like if you throw in those two guys, Jalen, Kevin Porter, and like Jay Sean Tate, I'd eat that up so quickly. I don't hate it, but I just me, I prefer taking Kessler with the Brooklyn pick and getting Jabari Smith. I think Jabari Smith's the best player in the draft, but. If they get Holmgren, I'm not against it. Like, if the Rockets are in the top three, they've won the draft. The way I see it. Because they're going to get, they're going to get a massive impact guy. But that's, that Brooklyn pick could be the make or break 
for this team because you can get a legit stud with that pick. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot to answer. You know, it's like, are they going to re-sign Wood this offseason? That could impact their decision as well, if you think about it. Well, Wood yeah. has one year left after this year. So, well, sorry, if they give him an extension, like if, if they full on embrace the Christian Wood experience. Yeah. I, like Shingun, what's tantalizing about him to me, and I'm not going to, I'm not comparing him to Jokic in this way, but. Jokic has so much gravity because that dude is a knockdown three-point shooter. He might be slow, and you know he's he's gotten quicker because he's dropped some weight this year. But if you if you give him a wide open open three, you know he's a solid forty you know forty percent three-point shooter. So Shingun can replicate that. So if 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 Shingun could get could become like a thirty-eight forty percent free uh, three-point shooter, that you know that that drive and kind of all the, you know, quirky stuff that he does so well, it would just, you know, just be exponentially better. Um, and especially with his passing, you know, from, you know, from, you know, from the top of the key, like, I, I just think that his shot is going to open up everything. So I, yeah. that's what, that's what that's I want to happens see. for most people, I think. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anything out, Adam, before we switch out speakers? Dacia Nicks was kind of the the, Ooh, yeah. the best the best thing about t- tonight's game. Like I think of all this all the guards on this on this team, he you know the young guards, he's the closest to your prototypical point guard. To me, he he reminds me of like an old school like the Rockets, R- Rockets Kyle, Kyle Lowry, kind of like a, a bowling ball. Like he's real deliberative with his dribble more so than like KPJ. KPJ is more freestyling. It seems like Dacia Nix, he knows where he's going to go, and he's he's able to kind of, you know, penetrate and kick a little bit better. He's able to kind of play through contact. Um, just, you know, just through kind of – I really kind of enjoyed kind of, you know, what I, what I saw from him. And I, and I'd like to see kind of like what, like you were saying, Mike, I want to see more three-guard lineups where, where Nix is actually the point guard and you're allowing kind of KPJ who, when he gets squared up, like he's he can be he's a deadly three point shooter and like you know have 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 kind of a three guard back you know, backcourt of him, KPJ and Jalen Green getting time. But when Nix is kind of you know the the two or the three you know kind of gets lost in the you know lost a little bit. Like I, I think he was a big part and kind of he was a, he was nearly kind of a positive a net positive tonight. I think Houston was up thirteen with almost five minutes to go and a lot of that I thought was kind of a lot of the steady, steady leadership of, of yeah. Knicks tonight. Jason Knicks a minus one tonight. So pretty close, to, pretty close to zero. But Adam, yeah. always, thank La- you so much for your insight. Last Thanks, thing, real, real quick, last yeah, thing. Go ahead. I, I want to see Fertitta basically, you know, basically let the team know, hey, if, if you guys get fines for fighting, I'll, I'll cover them because – I just want to see. I just want. I just want someone to tell Jalen Green, "Hey, you go and try to dunk it on people every night." And if they, you know, just like Kyle Lowry, kind of a push in the back of 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 KJ Martin. I just want to see them. Just you know, I want to see a couple of brawls brawls the rest of the year. You know, I I, I, I think that's going to open up the the league's eyes and be like, "All right, we got to give the Rockets some calls. We got to call this a little bit more fairly." But they're they're being a little brothered a little bit out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that will eventually – the Rockets are going to become big brother real soon. But thank you, Adam. Really appreciate Thanks, your Adam. time. And take it easy, brother. Yeah. I like Adam advocating for the violence. I mean, I'm, How about I'm, John I'm here Wall for that. the fines? Did you, uh, did you catch the fines. 
Did you catch the uh, comment by Ryan Hollins in the first half? I think, uh, Mike, yes, I did. And I think you, I think you read too much into that. No. I think you did. I think you did. I don't think Ryan Hollins was trying to be shady there. I, I think he was just, well, because we know, we've known that he's been in Miami for so long. So, like, that's why he I was there. You. It was, it's a good thing for him. To, like, he didn't have to come out. So, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, you know, it, it, that's like the last thing on the line right now with the Rockets is, is John Wall in that situation. And I really, like, I forget he's on this team half the time, if you're real. I, am, I, forgot, I, I only brought it up. Until tonight. I only brought it up because you mentioned John Wall's name. I think that comment. Ah, no, it was not shady. That's it fine. was not shady. No problem. Like you're, you're having fun with it. All right, let's bring Harvey up. Let's bring Harvey up. Harvey, up, welcome Har- to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? What's up, Harvey? Harvey, can you hear us going once? Harvey, can you hear us going twice? Harvey, can you hear us three times? And seems like he's not around. So I guess, you know, well, let's let's kind of wrap a bow on this on this game tonight, you know? Okay. Again, not the result you want, but there is something to build on. I, I think Adam kind of hit the nail on the head. Dacian Nick's um, is a big part of tonight's success. I think that's a good thing. Because, look, 23 minutes for Dacian Nix, I think that's a season high for him, at Win. least in the NBA. Uh, it's nice to be able to see that. I don't know how much that's going to last with um, with Eric Gordon probably coming back at some point and Dennis Schroeder probably coming back at some point. We'll, we'll see. But I hope that tonight showed that, you know, hey, maybe Dacian should get some minutes. You know, there's only one month left in the season, and we're at – Game this tonight was game six sixty five or yeah sixty five so we're at seventeen games to go. Mm. There's not a whole lot of opportunity before the season's over, but look, the Rockets are going to have a really interesting off season because they have the two picks coming in at least, um, and you have you know Garuba at some point. You know how is he going? So like you're at this point now where you have so many guys that you've invested a lot into draft picks, uh, four year contracts, all of that, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be a grind to get out of um to get out of this rotation and, and to get into next year's rotation. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. To me, I think Dacian Nix is gonna ultimately be um. Kind of, I think Dacian Nix is ultimately going to be the star point guard for the summer league team. I think that'll be fun to watch, and I think that's where he'll get a lot of minutes. Uh, but ultimately, I think where the Rockets are right now is a sign in the right direction. They're fun. Let's kind of peel a layer every night we get these guys going. Um, and, yeah, anything else to add, Mike? And also, uh, one thing to watch for Wednesday's game against the Lakers. Um. Well, I think you're right about Knicks. I mean, there's 17 games left. I would love to see him get as much run with this team as possible. You know, I like Dennis Schroeder. I think he has had a really good impact on the roster. There's no doubt about that. But I would like to see him on the court. Yeah, I think Deshaun Knicks should be the backup point guard for this team. You know, that's the role that he's going to be competing for next season. Yeah, but I and I think yes. there's I think there's a scenario where you're looking at your nine man rotation for next season as probably like Kevin Porter, Jalen yes. Green, Jay yes. Sean Tate, mm-hmm. uh, probably Shengun, 
and whoever you draft at the top of the draft. Right. Then you have your backups, KJ, Christopher, Dacia Nix. Maybe you try to get a veteran in there. Maybe you trade for a veteran. Uh, Garrison Matthews has a chance to crack that rotation as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, that's nine guys. And we haven't even thought about Garuba or the second lottery pick or mid-round pick, whatever it's going to be, from Brooklyn. So that's something to play into. So it's going to be competitive to try to crack next next season's rotation. And that's kind of what Dacian Nix is fighting for here, um, in, in a sense. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully he does get some more minutes here down the stretch. And we can – hopefully it will be against Wednesday – uh, hopefully we get the Lakers on Wednesday. I'm looking yeah. forward to see. And and I'm looking forward to, to going up against the Lakers because guys like Jalen Green and guys like Kevin Porter Jr. look towards games like the Lakers and say, okay, we're going to bring a little extra juice with us on Wednesday. So, I mean, at this point, Jalen Green for me has turned into must watch. He has been all year, but even more so basically since the Rising Stars game that – I mean, that was the push that he needed. And he said, this game is fun, man. I'm 19 years old. I'm just out here hooping. So come out, do your thing against LeBron and Carmelo and uh, Austin Reeves and company. And let's have some fun on Wednesday. Absolutely. And I think that's a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Dream Shake. Uh, the, uh, I can't speak tonight. The Dream Take. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. Also head to our Facebook page, give us a like over there, and head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets, on SBNation.com. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode. Mike will definitely be there, right? Yes, sir. I'm questionable at this point. I got to check my schedule and make sure I'm good to go. Uh, but then what else we got? We got Wednesday against the Lakers. We got Friday. We've got I Wednesday, remember. Friday against Dallas. Friday against Dallas. I should be there Friday for Dallas. Uh, then Sunday, New Orleans. So we're looking at three episodes between now and, and Sunday. So that's fun. Fun Let's stuff. Go. Fun stuff. Uh, Sean says get on a plane so we can win. If anyone wants to get to yeah. vacation. How about that? Like, okay, so last night I was obviously on a plane. I was flying from, I was flying from uh, Chicago. I was in Chicago for the weekend and um, I like I like land and I see the notification for the show. Uh, Come listen to Rockets beat Grizzlies. And I'm like, what happened? Like, oh, yeah. How how is this possible? And and then I watched the highlights today and I'm like, oh, where has this team been all year? But, um, you know, so, hey, if anyone wants to Venmo me, uh, it's just my name and I will use that money to uh, buy a plane ticket so I can. Uh, travel during Rockets games, okay? Shameless plug by shameless, you. Shameless plug. If anybody from Southwest United Delta Spirit is listening, find Jeremy Brenner on Venmo <laughs> at Jeremy Brenner. I will also take uh, rewards points. Oh, rewards oh points okay. For, for whoever, uh, gladly accept. But uh, you can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSW Podcast underscore MB. And if you're a pilot uh, and you want to find me somewhere, you can also uh, do that and get me on a plane away from a Rockets game. Uh, and if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time.
Go Rockets! Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.